You're listening to the Spain and Fitz podcast. You're listening to Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Jordan Ronan. He's Drew Carter. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're going to bring in one of my favorite guests right here, ESPN NFL reporter, big time, a little too... Two big times. She doesn't even come visit me in New York anymore. We know she lives around the corner at the Giants. Diana Rossini. Diana, welcome. Thanks for having for a few minutes here. I uh, used to visit the Giants a lot when I thought that they would potentially, you know, be pretty good. But you know, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, I do we're, think we're, that we're, the you know one I, day I one think, day we could dream I, you'll be returning. I, I do think that what Brian Dable is going to be able to do in terms of build this team I'm excited about but I think I gotta wait the first month here or so to really see if it's uh it's gonna turn into something before I come pay you a visit otherwise Fair I'll see you on draft night again yeah that is the last time I saw you is on draft night see it to believe it I guess after the last five years that's fair enough so let's go to a team that has experienced a lot of success these past couple of years the San Francisco 49ers this is your wheelhouse you do your mom, your impression of your mom, and she, if you ever heard it, it's amazing. And she, she loves Jimmy G, and you go on this whole thing, but you know this situation well. Explain to me, and what does it mean that they're bringing Jimmy G back? Because the first thing that comes to my mind is, uh-oh, they're worried about Trey Lance. This is insane, Jordan. I mean, I know we joke about, um, you know, the bit I did about my mom loving Jimmy Garoppolo, but she might as well – be the GM there at this point, because if they're keeping Jimmy here, it just goes to show you that they're uncertain about what's happening here. You know, you go back and you look at some of the quotes that Kyle Shanahan has shared with the media. And and look, I've covered Kyle for over 10 years now. He's a very transparent person. He's not big on lying to the media. He says what he can say. And, And he's never really proven me wrong on that um and so anytime he's basically shared you know we've we've moved on and you know jimmy's gonna probably not be on the team i i I took his word for it and i think that was what they believed i don't believe jimmy garoppolo or the 49ers thought that they would be in this position which is why this was so shocking when Schefter broke this story yesterday Right. Because so many people in league circles as well, and those close to the 49ers that I've had conversations with, have said the same thing, which is this is Trey Lance's team. They are moving on. It's a fresh start. So and, what you know, we could, we could We could get into the weeds about the insurance policy, so to speak, of having Jimmy Garoppolo there and how much that helps. But everything I've heard from Camp Jordan about Trey Lance in terms of his development – has been really optimistic. And it's and it's a different optimism than I've heard about other young quarterbacks around the league. Um, you know, obviously he adds another layer to Shanahan's offense. And, you know, he's just able to do things that Kyle wants to do that Jimmy can't. And they seem to think that this situation can work. They, they just spoke to the media a couple of minutes ago, and they, they're like, look, we're surprised, but this can work. Everyone's on board which is just absurd to me. Yeah, just a, it's, a, it's a very strange situation. Uh, I mean, uh, what, do you, what do you think made them, you know, 
do a quick 360 here, though. I mean, like, right? You, you say you're hearing good things, so then why make this 360? Was it just like the price was right? This is this is what the situation dictated? They weren't getting any interested parties, right? Because nobody got injured, which I hate to okay. put it that way, but that's the truth, right? No quarterbacks went down during the preseason. So no team was in a position to be desperate to trade. Then when they discussed it with Jimmy and Jimmy showed that he would be, you know, and he shared that he'd be okay with staying in San Francisco. He's comfortable there. He's continuing his rehab. For them, it started to make a little bit more sense to have him on the roster because if it doesn't work out with Trey, or let's say he does get injured, think about the situation San Francisco would be in if Trey Lance were to unfortunately get injured week three and they had cut Jimmy Garoppolo and Jimmy, let's just say, is, you know, a quarterback in Seattle. They would be kicking themselves that they did that, knowing that they had this insurance policy, so to speak. So, you know, I I think they spent some time thinking about it. Um, I'm not sure if everyone was in sync with it, but I think in the end they thought for them this is the best scenario for them to have a good quarterback room. And – it's it's just a bizarre situation, especially Jordan. I covered the Washington Commanders when they were the then Redskins, when RG three and Kirk Cousins were there together, and that is nothing compared to this in terms of competition and you know the backup breathing down the neck of the starter. You know there had been reports that the Shanahan's wanted Kirk Cousins over RG three, uh, you know, and and it made it weird, and they didn't get along. And these two seem to get along. And anyone who's been around Jimmy Garoppolo knows that, like, he could pretty much be friends with a fish. Like, he's just one of those people that's just nice all the time. Uh, But, you know, it still makes it pretty sticky because what happens week two? Trey Lance comes out and throws two interceptions in the first half. How do you handle that? What are they going to do? How quickly are they going to pull him? Are they going to pull him? Jimmy Garoppolo is a 71% winning percentage. It's pretty darn good. But they have a pretty big investment in Trey Lance, too. So that's why they wanted to make this decision in the first place. There's another team that is in a similar quarterback situation in that uh, there's a veteran there. And then they have the the, the high draft pick in Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh and uh, Mitch Trubisky. Right. And Mike Tomlin says, hey, you know, we haven't made a quarterback decision yet. Uh, do we believe that, Diana? Do you personally believe that? I do believe not believe that? it. I do not believe it. I believe they they have made their decision. They've made their decision, um, I think, pretty much throughout this training camp. Um, Let me preface that with the rookie, Kenny Pickett, has been impressive uh, on the field, off the field. Everything I'm hearing about him, um, from leadership to meeting rooms to understanding the playbook, just all those mature characteristics that you want to hear about a rookie quarterback who isn't exactly ready, but close. And, and is a fantastic pick for them and works with, well, anything will work with that defense. But that being said, they made the move to get Mitchell Trubisky for a reason. And they are also happy with him. This isn't like where, you know, the rookie is, is winning and everything. And it's just such a um, gigantic difference between one and the other. That's not even it. Um, and, and usually in, in most, most organizations, when it comes down to it being a neck, neck and neck race like this uh you usually go with the experience right we all know this those that are getting older experience is pretty valuable and mitchell's got it and you know all the conversations i've had with pittsburgh has been 
it's Mitchell Trubisky's job to lose. We're, you know, today was a big day in the NFL. Uh, it's, it's hundreds and hundreds of players get waived, released, cut. Anything to you, Miss Big Time uh, National Reporter, stand out? I love that you just tease me the whole time. Uh, so I mean, not I'm, I'm the little guy. Time. I'm the little guy. Got to play it up, you know. Little guy, you're a superstar. You're the best beat reporter that covers the Giants, without a doubt. That said, um, the that Alex... works for ESPN. It's a small market, but you know, <laughs> one of one. You, you, you don't you don't have any other competition. Yeah. Um, I I'm always interested in. I always think it's really funny the roster management. You know, you see Dallas right now. They cut their backup quarterbacks, and the headline reads. Jackie's the only starting quarterback. And you think about what that offensive line looks like. Well, that's pretty risky. But if you cover the league, you understand what they're doing. And which is they're just buying some time until tomorrow. So, you know, and there's a lot of deals being made here and, you know, handshakes of, look, we're going to bring you back on. Uh, We just need to do this. Some, some, I guess it's roster manipulation a little bit here um, to, to, to figure it out. You know what? It's funny, I was waiting for the big, big name today, Uh, you know, even just trying to figure it out myself from talking to some GMs today, and and I feel like this was the first year in a long time we didn't get, we didn't get a blockbuster. We didn't get that name that's like, are you, you know, no way. Um, So... Um, you know, time's up, so so we'll, we'll see. I guess roster, rosters aren't set, though. That That's that's always right. the interesting part to this, too. There's still a lot more time before these teams really build. So real quick, we got 30 seconds. You brought up the Cowboys. What's your concern level? They commit penalties left and right. You know, you got Mike McCarthy. That's kind of the knock on him is, you know, how much discipline is this team going to have? They're committing penalties. The previous uh, preseason game, 10 more penalties Friday night versus Seattle. What's the concern level with that team heading into the season? I don't think the Dallas Cowboys got any better this season. I think the offensive and line the now is, is 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 a big question mark. Uh, whenever I get asked, Eagles or or uh, Cowboys, I, well, I don't. That's what I, I don't. That's think what comes in my mind close. when you say that. It means you think the, uh, you're high on the Eagles. That's where I'm. I, I could feel it. I am higher on the Eagles. I, I I like what they're doing. I like the momentum they have. I like their pieces. They don't have these problems that you're seeing in Dallas that aren't going away. Uh, the penalty thing is, is it sticks out and it's not changing. And we saw it last year. We saw 17 in that one preseason game. Then we just saw it recently, like you mentioned on Friday. So until that gets cleaned up, it's really hard to believe in them. I still think they've got a lot of work to do. I think it's I think it's Philly. It's Philly's division. Wow, there we go. The great Diana Rossini leaving us that, with that gem right there. Uh, have a great season, Diana. Enjoy it and. Uh, Maybe one day I'll see you over at the Giants. See you draft night. More NFL on the way. We're going to talk Lamar Jackson. He's taking to the Twitter streets to discuss his contract and his future. Smart move. We'll tell you next. This is Spain and Fitz. Drew Carter and Jordan Ron on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Spain and Fitz, the podcast. Come on, guys. Really? We're coming back from break with this. Jordan, how do you feel about this Fancy Lake song? I think it's the worst thing ever recorded. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I got an 11-year-old daughter. It does like a, it was like a good TikTok thing for a uh, while. Uh, yeah. No, you no lukewarm takes on, on this song for me. I'm not, it's, I'm not it's against awful. it. Like, it's catchy. It is uh, catchy. 
Oh, it is. It is horrendous. I think. I see hardcore hating going on. Yeah, here. I'm sipping on some haterade. I'm Drew Carter. That's Jordan Ron on filling in here. Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Jordan Ronan on Twitter, R-A-A-N-A-N. I'm Drew 25, Drew D-L-E-2-5. And speaking of Twitter, Jordan, Lamar Jackson is slowly becoming the Kevin Durant of the NFL when it comes to the Twitter app. Is that good or bad? Depends who you ask. I kind of love it. I kind of love it. It's great for content. He's a man of the people. Obviously, there's no one he won't reply to. Lamar, the backstory here is seeking an extension entering the last year of his rookie deal, year five. Currently does not have an extension. Reports are he's seeking Deshaun Watson plus money, and really the big thing there is the guarantee. Watson gets $230 million fully guaranteed from the Browns over five years. Could Lamar try to get the same thing? That's the question. So far, the Ravens have not extended him. So Lamar's getting active on Twitter. Uh, my favorite tweet, like my favorite tweet, someone – Tweeted, as much as I love Lamar, a fully guaranteed deal is just bad business. Yada, yada, said a little bit more. Use the full 280. Lamar's response was, you don't love Lamar. <laughs> you don't love Lamar if you're saying it's bad business to extend him. But really the one that, that caught some headlines, Jordan, is someone tweets, the Ravens offered him $250 million guaranteed. And Lamar responded, no, they didn't. They didn't offer me that. So... I love the the candor, and I love that Lamar's doing his own reporting on Twitter. But this is a huge story because we're talking about a former MVP and a guy who might be leaving Baltimore next year if they can't figure this out. Well, he's not going to be leaving Baltimore. They, you don't think so? Because no. it seems like they're pretty tense right now. There's ways to always keep him. You know, there's franchise tags and all these mechanisms to make sure that he doesn't leave. You could even use the franchise tag back-to-back years if you needed to. That's how you end up being Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah. That's exactly what happened. It's a lot of money. But look, he's having some fun. Maybe Kim got a little too honest there, but if you look at my Twitter uh, bio, it says man of the people. <laughs> so you said Lamar kind of being a man of the people, my kind of people right there. Let's go. You know, hey, Look, I'm obviously a, on a much smaller scale than Lamar Jackson, but I I get people tweeting at me all the time. And I tell people, I, I say this little anecdote or story all the time, like I hold myself back and avoid like the 99 out of the 100 stupid things that I see or like things that I want to respond to. And I don't know, like every six, every six months, like one of those 100, I just like, I, I just can't help myself. And I, you know, probably regret it later. I think I feel like that's what we're looking at here with my, Lamar Jackson. He's just having fun. You know, maybe I shouldn't have said that, though. Lamar also liked a tweet of him photoshopped into a Dolphins jersey. He is a That's South just Florida native. Yeah, I, I buy that. I think it's great because Lamar knows that when Lamar tweets or even just likes, we're talking about it on ESPN Radio, which is oh, great. Yeah. It's great for Lamar. I think a lot of people might not have even realized that Lamar was in this situation. They pick him up in their fantasy drafts. He's a top five quarterback. Great. Everything's peachy keen in Baltimore. He's been so successful there. Well, not quite. And, you know, I think a really interesting wrinkle here is he doesn't have an agent. We've seen guys negotiate deals without agents a lot. And frankly, it doesn't always work out for them. And this is the highest profile, though. Not these kind of deals. I mean, you're talking massive 
massive numbers, right? So when it's usually at this level, you have an agent because if you have to give up a fee and you can negotiate a smaller fee, right, when you're going to make that much money, mm-hmm. like you let them handle it for the for the 2%, you know? You let them handle all the details and the, and the 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 fine tuning of a contract that they know that the agents know about because they've been in this game for a long time. So it's very rare to be at this level, and I think that's why we haven't heard much about his contract negotiations because there's no outside yeah nobody's you know, there's no there's no outside people involved in it, so they were able to keep it really quiet. But this is like kind of the first time you're able to get a little peek inside where he said that number. Hey, they didn't offer me that. Trust me, I I would know if they offered me that. And it just goes to show you the Ravens are looking at the Browns deal, and I think their owner had made comments about this, Steve Bishotti. Yeah, uh-huh. They're looking at that Browns deal like, hey, just because they were stupid doesn't mean we're <laughs> going to be stupid over here. Yeah, and this a lot of people, and the, the tweet that Lamar responded to, again, was saying someone saying it's just bad business. Even if you love Lamar the player, bad business to fully guarantee a deal that big obviously that is sort of proved to be the case with the Deshaun Watson deal in Cleveland because when you fully guarantee you just never know you never know with injuries or off the field stuff what's going to happen and obviously you don't predict it and obviously you hope it doesn't happen especially in a case like Deshaun Watson but with Lamar I mean maybe that's what the Ravens are thinking and you bring up Bishotti his comments were fascinating about how that's going to make it tougher to negotiate for other teams. It's like, yeah. dude, you basically just told us that you guys collude. <laughs> they don't want to guarantee all this money because they know guys get injured in this game left yes. and right. So you have to guarantee $250 million to Lamar Jackson, a quarterback who runs a lot. There's a lot of risk in there. What if he gets injured in year one or two of the deal? What happens? Right. I mean, they're screwed if that happens. <laughs> they are really up the creek in right. big trouble if that happens. And Lamar dealt with injuries last year. And if I were his agent, and by the way, I'm going to take this segment and, and send it to Lamar on Twitter, tweet it at him and say, hey, can I be your agent, please? I'll take 1% because if he ends up getting what the rumors are, which is maybe $250 million, guaranteed or not, I'll be your agent, Lamar Jackson. Uh, but look at last year. He dealt with injuries, and the Ravens were sub-500. I mean, the Ravens are never sub-500. That, that they never... were sub-500 because he was injured. Exactly, and that's what that's what he should be saying to the team and say, you need to keep me around. Could they be fully guaranteed? We shall see. This is Spain and Fitz brought to you by Boost Mobile, a proud sponsor of the 2022 Department of Defense Warrior Games. With Boost Mobile, feel the power of more 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 money in your pocket on one of America's largest 5G networks. Coming up, are the Saints a Super Bowl contender? One of our colleagues thinks so. You'll hear that and more. Good take, hot take is next. This is Spain and Fitz, ESPN Radio. Spain and Fitz, the podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, This that's is much more better. to your liking? Yes. This gets you yeah, going, Drew? Yeah, turn it up. Oh, T-Swizz. <laughs> oh, Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio. I don't Radio. know what to think of Drudel here. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's Jordan Ronan. I'm Drew Carter filling in for Spain and Fitz here on ESPN Radio. Call the show. Let us know. Do you prefer Taylor Swift or Fancy Like, the putrid, heinous song that took the world by storm so over Walker the last Hayes, year? Walker Hayes, no, but Walk- Taylor Swift, double thumbs up. Yeah, like if we're doing Game of Thrones style, like in, in the ring, thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs down. Walker Hayes, big thumbs down. Taylor Swift, big thumbs up. She's going to be releasing a new album here in a couple months. 
uh, Midnights, I think it's called. So we'll be we'll be staying tuned for that. If you have some thoughts oh on music goodness. or sports or really anything, eight 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 say ESPN is the number eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six at Jordan Ranon for him R A A N A N on Twitter. I'm at Drudel25, Drew, D-L-E-2-5. It is time for one of our favorite segments on the show. It's time for Good Take, Hot Take. Time to cut through the BS and rate the best takes of the day. Are they good takes? He would be the best quarterback in the history of New York to land here. Or hot takes? takes. Give the damn ball and let him decide. That's not the Green Bay way. Find out now on Spain and Fitz. Some of the kings of the take there, and one of them is Keyshawn Johnson on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with a surprise Super Bowl pick. Guess who's going to the Super Bowl? That's right. You heard it here first. The New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston and company will be (laughs) in Arizona at the Super Bowl and not just attending but actually playing in it because guess what? Michael Thomas is back at full strength. And so is his quarterback in Jameis Winston. And the rest of those New Orleans Saints. Hey, who that? That's all I can tell you. Jordan, good take, hot take. The Saints will go march into the Super Bowl. Good take. Oh, okay. See, you know, Keyshawn didn't mention. You know, he's sitting there talking about Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston. That team has a legitimately good, really good, borderline great defense. They're super talented all the way around. Yes, they did. Be- they gave Jameis Winston some more weapons to work with, right? Chris Olave, they drafted, signed Jarvis Landry, getting Michael Thomas back. Think about that. Those are three receivers. Those they're adding those three receivers. Give Jameis Winston, Winston a shot. Got Alvin Kamara, obviously. I think the Saints can make some serious noise in an NFC. Drew, you're shaking your head. That is not very good. Totally fair. NFC's not very good. But you didn't give us a good take or a hot take. You gave us like a lukewarm take. Like, oh, yeah, they could make it. Sure. I'm saying this is a blistering hot take. If you're going to come out and say the Saints are going to the Super Bowl, yeah, cue up the flamethrower. This is scalding. I'm with you, Jordan. I'm pretty high on the Saints this year. I like Jameis. like the weapons. Defense could be maybe the best in the league. I know that's a hot take. But still, to pick them to make it to the Super Bowl, that's pretty hot. I think. Nah, I like it. I think it's pretty hot. All right, another big NFL take. Jimmy G, everyone's got a take, including Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin. Oh, boy. I think Jimmy G is going to start by week seven. Me and too. the reason I say that is the way their schedule lays out. Now, look, Trey Lance has a lot of ability. This isn't about what he can do for the long term. I'm very skeptical because he just hasn't played a lot of football. He, he really hasn't. It's 26 games he's played since 2018. And he started, and that's one full season that he's actually been the quarterback somewhere. So that's that's a problem for me, number one. Number two is that when you look at how their schedule lays out and you get the Bears and you get the Panthers and you get the Falcons in the first six weeks of the season, if they don't come out of the first six weeks at least four and two, there's a major problem. And that problem is probably the quarterback. All right, I'll start here. Hot take. I I totally disagree. Number one, how are you going to mortgage the future for Trey Lance and then not show belief in him? And number two, don't you think the schedule being soft at the start is actually an argument that Trey Lance will hang on to the job? You go at Chicago versus Seattle, at Denver tough versus Rams tough, but then at Carolina, 
at Atlanta in the first six weeks. I think it sets up real nice for Trey Lance to have a great start as the starter. What do you think, Jordan? Yeah, the 49ers are not going two and four there. So, yes, hot take. And let me tell you why. Okay? It's a hot take because I'm getting sick of this Jimmy G talk. He's turning into an all-pro quarterback by basically being benched (laughs) by the team he took to the Super Bowl because they don't think he's good enough. Like, Jimmy G is becoming significantly better than he actually is by not playing and by being uh, benched behind Trey Lance. They drafted Lance. He's going to be their quarterback. He's more talented. He could do more things. Kyle Shanahan also is not going to fail with Trey Lance. He's a, his offense makes quarterbacks. I agree. You can't. You really can't bench him because if you're Kyle Shanahan and if you're John Lynch, if you're Jed York and you bench Trey Lance, you might as well fire yourself, right? Because they just mortgaged the entire future for this guy. Benching well, him. Not if, not if you make the Super Bowl, though. I mean, if you go back and make the Super Bowl again, no one's going to care. Yeah, but, but. Like, remember, but look at the Eagles with Carson Wentz. They were able to make their, you know, admit their mistakes there. Do we think that. They won a Super Bowl with, with uh, Nick Foles. Do we Number think. Do we think, though, that Jimmy G can still take them to the Super Bowl? Because it sounds like you're pretty low on, on Jimmy G. You're the anti no, Mrs. Rossini they, they on Jimmy G. They were able to do it before because they're able to just basically work around it, work around those deficiencies and just have, be, get to the Super Bowl with a above-average quarterback, which is what I viewed him as beforehand. Totally fair. All right, up next, let's go to Pittsburgh and Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Speaking of quarterback competitions. Well, I don't think there's any question it's Mitch Trubisky's job. Uh, it's been his job since uh, the first day of spring practice, since yeah. the very first snap. And it's been his job ever since then. Um, he's taken 99.9% of the snaps with the first team. And the only time he hasn't is when they gave the other quarterbacks a chance to run the two-minute offense at training camp. Uh, otherwise, he has been the starter uh, since that since day one, and nothing has changed. That comes to us from game night. What do you think, Jordan? Jerry Dulac, good take, hot take? I can't go hot take, so i got to go good take here. Yeah. Hey, good. I mean th- – like he said, Mitchell Trubisky has taken every snap. He hasn't played poorly. They're not just – they're going to give him an opportunity. Now, the second he slips up, he won't have any leeway. Like, Trey Lance has leeway, right? He was a really high pick. They invested a ton of them. They basically don't think Jimmy G's good enough. It's the opposite in this one. Mitch Trubisky's just there to hold the clipboard until uh, – that's actually – I'm using the – it's a terrible analogy right there. <laughs> Because I'm kind of doing it backwards. You're getting your cliches mixed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally screwed that up. But, yeah, Mitchell Trubisky's just going to be there until he slips up, and then they're going to yeah. swap, swap spots. Yeah, probably not a very short leash, though. Um, I agree. I think good take. You know, good. Jerry covers the team, so it's not, really, it's not really a take at all. It's just kind of what he expects to happen based on the reporting he's done. I think Kenny Pickett will be the starter Damn. at some point this Eventually. year, though. And that I don't think that's a hot take either. All right, no, let's do exactly. let's do one more. Uh, one guy who's always good for a good take slash a hot take. Paul Feinbaum, Feinbaum on College Game Day talking about Nick Saban. I've covered Nick Saban every day since he's been uh, in the SEC, but I don't believe he's going to go that long. I think at some point you run out of gas, and I think I think the real issue for Saban isn't so much his age; it's the fact that Jimbo Fisher 
uh, recruiting like he has and Kirby Smart like, like, like he's been doing it for five or six years are going to start to squeeze Saban a little bit. And that one year when things don't work out at the quarterback position and maybe his line breaks down and, a, and an unfortunate injury and he goes nine and three, I think he'll, he'll find out that he hates the job. Paul, Nick Saban's not going anywhere, Paul. QB competition's never not going to work out, Paul. That's a hot take. Nick Saban's under contract until he's 79 in 2029. Is he going to get that far? Maybe not, but doesn't have as much time left as we think. That's a hot take. What do you think, Jordan? Hot take. Scalding, Paul. That's Because, piping. let's be honest, I'm not betting against Nick Saban getting squeezed and not being as good. You want to go sit on that side of the table? You can do that. I'm not going to sit here and doubt Nick Saban, who, by the way, and I can't get over that he said this, they were in a rebuilding year last year, (laughs) and that's where they ended up. Oh, we were rebuilding last year. We almost won the national championship, by the way. You know, uh, if it wasn't for Georgia's all-time, you know, uh, top 10, 20 defense of all time, we would have won the national championship. I'm not on that side of the table against Nick Saban. Not anytime soon. I'm with you. I'm with you, but hey, it's Paul Feinbaum. His job is to stir the pot that is the Southeast, and he's doing it. And I'm he does, sure he does know the uh, the SEC. Yeah, I he, mean, we, we we will not question his overall SEC knowledge. Yeah, Mister Feinbaum can push the right buttons south of the Mason-Dixon line. There's no doubt about it. Hey, this is Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, and ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We got one segment left on the show from winning the award for best lacrosse player in college, the Tawaraton, the Heisman of college lacrosse, to making an NFL roster. The best story out of the NFL today is one from Atlanta. We'll tell you about it next. This is Spain and Fitz. Drew Carter and Jordan Ronan filling in on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Spain and Fitz, the podcast. ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. 888-SAY-ESPN is the number, 888-729-3776. Taking you up to the top of the hour, Freddie and Fitzsimmons follows us. And both guys are here. How about that? Let's go. I mean, I've filled in, I can't even count how many times in the last month and hasn't been a, a significant sighting of Freddie and Fitzsitz. I mean, Fitzsimmons together. I know. I, I mean, they, they, we were talking about it beforehand. Just, one one would show up here or there, although Freddie wasn't right. Freddie was doing everything. Morning show, first take, he's going big on everybody. Yeah, he's, he's pulling a Diana Rossini going way too big time <laughs> for the rest of us. I saw Freddie earlier, so excited for Freddie and Fitzsimmons coming up. This is Spain and Fitz wrapping things yeah, up, though. are great together. They are. They are. And it is time as we wrap up the show for Quickies. Quickies with Spain and Fitz. We get in and out of topics fast. No promises with Drew Carter and Jordan Ronan in terms of getting in and out of topics fast. But let's start (laughs) with the first Quickie, which is Lamar Jackson liking a tweet showing that he's in a Dolphins uniform amid the Ravens contract talks. We already talked about this a little bit, Jordan. But for Lamar, it seems like he's just having fun on Twitter, right? Yeah, you know, having a little fun once in a while. You just can't help yourself and you got to respond. I mean, these, these guys are human beings sometimes. You have to realize, and you'd be surprised. I don't know how much you've noticed it, but if like, you're ever around players, they, 
they're all they're, some players, man. They are really into social media to the point like after they finish every practice, you would be surprised at how many players like either search or Google themselves to see what people are saying. Like it's after every game, it's the norm in locker rooms. That's pretty crazy to me. Do you ever do that, Jordan? Wild. You search your own name on Twitter sometimes. I never search my name. Yeah, literally never. I mean, I check my men. I I check my mentions Me once or twice a day, like a couple times, you know, depending. But like, not go and search my name and see what people are saying about me. No. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a big problem for me when I'm when I'm doing a game call and play by play. I open Twitter at halftime. I can't resist. I hit that little you bell search your name with a dot. No, I don't search my name, but I check oh, okay. my mentions at Drudel Twenty Five. People somehow find me, manage to spell my Twitter handle right, and let me know their thoughts <laughs> on the broadcast. And it's uh, not always positive. I'm assuming it's mostly negative. It, yeah, people, people don't. Yeah. People, it's not. Thanks, Jordan. Often that people. I'm Works saying, but it's not one often. Time. It's not often that people are going to be like, "Oh, let me go on Twitter and say, hey, Drew, right. you're doing a terrific job.' Like that's not what they go there to do. Right. right. So and, that's why it's not the forum to tell you you're doing well. Yeah, that's what you got to remember. And as long as my mom thinks I'm doing an okay job then I'm doing an okay job. That That's my MO. Um, all right, next on Quickies. Quickies. Michigan decides their starting quarterback, uh, maybe we haven't decided just yet. Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy will each start one game, one against Colorado State, one against Hawaii, weeks one and two. Jim Harbaugh starts a statement by saying, we have made a decision, proceeds to say, we have not made a decision yet. Kind of love that Jim Harbaugh is sort of trolling us, kind of like Lamar Jackson is. Isn't it like when Jim Harbaugh didn't put like a roster or something? Didn't he? Didn't he do that one time? He wouldn't like release the roster, yeah, he, or like he does the a numbers or, or so, something like that, or the depth chart or anything like that before the start of a season. Or uh, that just seems very Jim Harbaugh. He's trolling everybody. And look, they play Colorado State and Hawaii. Basically, whoever the starter was wouldn't be playing the whole game in that game anyway. Right. Yeah, it's right up his alley. And my favorite Jim Harbaugh clip ever actually was on ESPN Radio with a host who's no longer with the network. But if you want to get a laugh tonight, look up Jim Harbaugh ESPN Radio. You'll find it. Uh, Next on Quickies. Quickies. Former lacrosse star Jared Bernhardt makes cut to 53 players in Atlanta. This is my favorite story of the entire offseason. Let's go. I'm wearing a PLL shirt. You can't see it because we're just on the radio right now. That is how it works. But Jared Bernhardt is my guy. For those who don't know, he was the best college lacrosse player in the country. He won the Tawaratan Award, which goes to the best player in America, the Heisman of college lacrosse. After that, he's not satisfied. He says, you know, I want to pursue my football dream. So he transfers to Ferris State, a D2 school in Michigan, leads them to an undefeated season and their first national championship. He says, I'm not done. He's still pursuing his NFL dream. Nobody thought he had any chance to make the roster after he was undrafted. Falcons gave him a chance. And now he's on the 53. How cool is that, Jordan? Great story, man. It reminds me of who was the uh, Patriots receiver that uh, Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. Yes, Hogan. Chris Hogan. First name, who was also a big lacrosse player. That was always a big thing. Because Bill Belichick himself loves lacrosse. The big lacrosse guy. Loves lacrosse. You know. People say that maybe he'll coach in the Premier Lacrosse League after he's done uh, coaching in the NFL. I'd kind of love you to think? see that. What do you think? I, I think he will one day, to be totally honest. I think he will. He loves the sport, uh, as do I. I love the sport. So I've been seeing a lot of stuff about Jared Bernhardt to the point where it's like, what else do you even say about this guy? And I love Jared Bernhardt so much. I wrote a poem. Jordan, are you ready? 
Oh, no. Let's hear Here it. Here we go. The Falcons have signed Jared Bernhardt, and now they're coming to break your heart. Unless, of course, you're a fan of Atlanta, in which case this is like a gift from Santa. At every level, this dude just wins. There's no doubt. Jared Bernhardt is him. There's just one thing left to do for the man who scored over 200 lacrosse goals. Carry this snake-bitten franchise to the Super Bowl. Jared Bernhardt, an ode to one of the best college lacrosse players ever. Did you just write that for this segment alone? I did. I did. That's impressive. Yeah. Jared I mean, at first I was like, it's hokey. Oh, God. Come on. Where are we going? But, you know, you got me going there. It was pretty good. That's pretty good. Listen, the Falcons could use some help. They're probably. I don't know about the Super Bowl part of that. I mean, listen, be a long way off. Jared Bernhardt, <laughs> don't count the guy out. All right, next on Quickies. Quickies. The Chiefs are releasing Josh Gordon, according to his source. They have waived, released veteran wide receiver Josh Gordon. Source confirmed to ESPN on Tuesday. Uh, Josh Gordon, one of my favorite football players of all time. Unfortunately, Jordan just off the field issues, and now he's in his thirties. Uh, led the NFL in receiving yards back in 2013. Crazy it's been that long with over 1,600 when he was with the Browns. Since then, he's been suspended six different times, five for some sort of substance abuse. And uh, it's just unfortunate. And, you know, there have been a few times where we counted Josh Gordon out in the past. Maybe this is another one where he ends up coming back. Who knows? Well, my quick thought is that it's been a really long time since he was a good player. So we're, we're past the point of, you know, any sort of surprise when he gets released. Yeah. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. But man, when, when he was at his peak, there was nobody better than Josh Gordon. All right. Long, one more quickie. Long time ago. Quickies. The Eagles have traded for Saints DB Chauncey Gardner Johnson after cutting Anthony Harris, another safety. You buying this Eagles hype? Because a lot of people are saying they're hot heading into the season. Their roster is really, really good. I'm a big fan of that Eagles roster. Not the biggest fan of Jalen Hurts. Oh, the only thing that has me hesitant about that team is that can the quarterback be good enough to take him to be a serious Super Bowl contender? I think he'd certainly win a lot of games with him. Whether they can be a real Super Bowl contender, I think that ultimately might end up being their Achilles heel. I think it's a little dicey. Well, either way, Eagles should be pretty good, at least in the regular season. And that's it for us here on Spain and Fitz. Jordan, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for hanging. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. We'll do it again, Drudel. Thanks for listening to the Spain and Fitz podcast. You can listen to the show weeknights at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app.